January the 17th, 2023, Genesis chapter 17, done God's way. Glory, hallelujah. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just, with all things being relational. It's a fantabulous morning. It's a Tuesday morning. Today, you know, it's the opportunity later on this evening when we get to get together, when I get together with some of my brothers for our small group and and just do life together, just share. And it'll be a great opportunity for me to share with them later tonight um, what happened to me early this morning. And, and I'll tell you, family, that it, it was based on God waking you up at night and you know you should be asleep. You know you're sleeping. You had a full day, but yet you lie there thinking, wondering why you can't go back to sleep, talking to the Lord till finally you get up, you go into your prayer closet and you begin to meditate on his word. Philippians chapter 2. 1 through 11 was the word that I meditated on this morning and God is truly good and and I am so thankful that he is who he say he is and he is a wonderful and awesome God so today family it's our prayer that you're blessed today take advantage of those opportunities to study God's word to meditate on it to marinate to let it marinate in your mind and in your heart there's a reason for it that's how you become closer to the person of Jesus Christ by allowing his word to marinate in your heart as you think upon it day and night and allow your actions the activity of your day to resemble the word that is in your heart in fact today the Lord has given us the title of this particular word done God's way glory hallelujah there is no coincidences in God so as we go into Genesis chapter 17, it's our prayer, it's our hope, it's our desire that you are blessed and encouraged to do and be all God has called you to be. Genesis chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make you into nations and kings shall come from you and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you and I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojourners all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, 
you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and that shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether born in your house or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring, both he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. So shall my covenant be in your flesh, an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be caught off from his people. He has broken my covenant. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai any longer, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety-nine or ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father twelve princes, and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, from Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. When he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Then Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all those born in his house, or bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that very day, as God had said to him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, and Ishmael his son was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. That very day, Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised, and all the men of his house, those born in the house and those bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word. Done God's way. Glory, hallelujah. I always say, God's will done his way will not lack his supply, right? That's a principle. And why do I say this? Because it's biblical. What we are reading in this chapter is one of the chapters where we can extract this principle and see it expressed in its practical use. The promise that God will bless Abram and make him the father of many nations was brought to Abram a few chapters back, a couple days ago. Remember when Abram 
believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Nonetheless, we see Sarai falling impatient and becoming doubtful because of their old age and not yet bearing children. As a result, she devises a plan to do it her way instead of God's way. And as we know, family, this is a scenario played out in most people's lives. We receive the promise of God in our spirit and in our hearing. However, we fail to yield to the timing of God, which likely involves preparation and process, and we begin to take things in our own hands. We convince ourselves that the end justifies the means, when in reality, we must rely on God. His will done His way will not lack His supply family waiting on God's timing and going through the process that he has taken us through is essential to the promise being fulfilled otherwise we will fall into the results of obtaining a promise that our character will not be able to sustain yes you need to write that down that's a principle waiting on God's timing and going through the process that he is taking us through is essential to the promise being fulfilled Otherwise, we fall into the results of obtaining a promise that our character will not be able to sustain. Jesus is our example of this. And as a side note, we will always reference Jesus as our example. I mean, after all, he is, or we are, his disciples, right? So Jesus looked to the Father to do all that the Father commanded of him. Therefore, he knew his purpose here on the earth and the process by which to accomplish it. However, we see in Luke chapter 4, Satan promising Jesus all that he knew he was destined to get, but Satan wanted Jesus to obtain it his way and not God's way. God's way may come with discomfort and stepping out of our norm, which may seem like a harder way. However, in the end, it yields a far greater reward. It builds our character and our resolve. It shows us how to count on God no matter what. Knowing that he who promised is also faithful to fulfill his promise. Knowing that he watches over his word to see that it is performed. Knowing that his word will not return to him void. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is the prize, family. Let us keep our eye on him so he, through the Holy Spirit, will show us how to navigate through life on this side of eternity. We are destined, family, to go the way that God has preordained for us to go. Let's walk in that light. Let's walk in that truth. Like I said in the beginning of this process or this, this uh, platform, this episode, if God wakes you in the middle of the night, if he calls you throughout the middle of the day, whatever time it is, know that it is time to dedicate that time, that moment, to be situated in a place where it's just you and the Holy Spirit, God alone. 
where he can speak with you, where he can talk with you, where you can read his word and let it marinate in your heart. We like to do it the first thing early in the morning before any and everybody gets up and before other people's day actually start. But if you have time to do it at night, during your lunch break, whenever you can, find that opportunity throughout your day to marinate, to meditate, to let God's word change your life. Oh, hallelujah. There's so many scriptures that say that we've hid our word, your word, in our heart so that we may not sin against you. The Lord our God, he is our hope. His word is our guiding light. He is our truth. And if we are to live on this side of eternity with the blessings that he has bestowed before us, we are to walk circumspect to his word, walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, that we may live the life of the spirit that he's called us to live. Glory, hallelujah. Be encouraged on today, family. Father God, we seal this word in your Holy Spirit, knowing that what you have said will come to pass. Thank you. We bless and praise you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And those of you, my friend, soon to be family, if you are now receiving this episode by chance or someone sent it to you and they love you, we love you. And it's not by chance and it's not by coincidence. We say each and every time that we know that it's by divine appointment. God is calling you. He knew this very moment that you'll be hearing these words. For we all have heard them once before. The Bible tells us that we all need a, sa a savior and we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If out of your mouth you believe in the name of Jesus and confess his name, and out of your heart you believe that God raised him to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. This journey was not made to be walked alone. We want to walk with you, family. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you and we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow until then love one another family <laughs>